Colonel, we're doing this again? We're going back to Shadow Moses? Yes, Snake, but this time you need to kickflip off of a missile or something. We're talking about Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show the more you nerd and we are here with another remake roundup talking about metal gear solid the twin snakes my name is drew and i love metal gear but i need the otacon to my solid snake miles how are you friends um i'm good i'm good um this was a little bit more of a frustrating experience than uh last week's venture um Partially because you can't play it unless yeah. you have the GameCube game or through other means. Um, I mean, it's a sad fact of the state of video games right now. Um, outside of that, I this is a game that I always wanted to play because I the idea of making a, a prettier, shinier version of the first Metal Gear was appealing and especially talking about gamecube remakes the first resident evil remake was so good i understand different companies different everything but at the time i was like okay well they they didn't f that one up i i would assume and and this this is um dripping with irony i would have assumed konami would have made a smart choice now we have 20 years of knowing way better than that um (laughs) Konami and, and 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 smart choices couldn't be further apart from one another. But the idea of of updating this game, and I remember the kind of the, the sell was, oh yeah, we are just up we're remaking the game with the Metal Gear Solid 2 playstyle, so it's gonna feel like even cooler than it was before. Oh, and we have brand new cutscenes directed by Japanese, especially at the time, auteur director Ryue Kanemura, who at the time was a director that I was obsessed with. Well, um, let, but let's before we go further into Twin Snakes, let's talk about the original game because I feel like it's deserved. Yes, we, we're going we never talk about the original game because we never we do an entire episode on it. <laughs> have we done an episode on this game? Game? I think we do a games that made us thing on Metal Gear. I don't. Re- I honestly don't remember. Um, but I, uh, I feel so, maybe we didn't. Well, you know, maybe you with you about Metal Gear enough that like. Yeah, I do talk about it a lot. And, you know, maybe people haven't played it or people don't haven't listened to our show. That's the first time they ever listened to us talk about uh, stuff. Fair enough. Um, It's always somebody's first episode, Miles. Anyway, uh, we are going once again back to 1998. Yeah, I know we did an episode. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I know we were in 1998 with Resident Evil 2 last week, but we're still in 1998 this week. We almost tried to do. Uh, the entire month of just games from 1998 that got remade, but um, uh, no, 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 we didn't do anything. You <laughs> tried to do this, uh, and I valiantly stopped you. <laughs> valiantly, come on. Uh, so, it, so of course, Metal Gear Solid, one of the most famous games of all time. Uh, the one the, of the game, greatest games of all time. <laughs> the game that put Hideo Kojima on the map. Another auteur, uh, if you if you consider him that way now. Um, and it was a huge success. Oh, 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 even more that way now. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff yeah. he puts out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 100%. Um, so, uh, of course, it stars Solid Snake infiltrating Shadow Moses Island to uh, to free some people. Uh, and, oh, no, there's another Metal Gear. Uh, and it's, of course, the cool Metal Gear Rex. Um, so flash forward a few years. Uh, and Metal Gear Solid 2, The Sons of Liberty, comes out in 2001. And this was the first PlayStation 2 Metal Gear title. And it upgrades a lot of the the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid. Uh, you have, of course, higher quality graphics. Uh, but but one Better of the big protagonist. <sighs> yeah. um, <laughs> Solid Snake's still in there. Um, and I, I'll sure. give you I, I'll say Iroquois Pliskin is really cool, too. 
um, <laughs> that totally unique individual. Uh, but one of the things that they added was uh, the first person shooting mechanic. I mean, it's not like a first person shooter walking around, but like it, you basically go and you aim down sights and you can, you know, shoot people as well as including a a silenced, basically stun dart gun that you could put people to sleep. Um, and while this was going on, work has begun on Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, which is fantastic. Um, but over in Nintendo land, because these were all at the time Sony exclusive things. Uh, eventually, Metal Gear Solid 2 would come to the Xbox that also included a weird <laughs> subsistence uh yes uh no substance was the metal gear solid 2 version subsistence was the metal gear solid 3 uh sort of reissue that's that stuff almost killed me yeah okay yeah um <laughs> wait until you get to when metal gear solid 4 and metal gear solid acid would talk you, to each you other know what? This versus a, versus about. something called transference yes transference <sighs> This is this is what I appreciate about Kojima is the more successful that he's gotten, the more he's become a weirder little guy. Like, well, it's I, not I, that I, like his weirdness ever went away or that he went more commercial. Like he does bigger spectacle I, things, but he always does something so drastically weird that like only he could have done it. Well, you didn't even let me get to the to the Metal Gear Solid 2 skateboarding minigame. <laughs> that was just it it was wild times, folks. It was wild times. So, yeah, all this is going on primarily on PlayStation consoles, although Xbox was getting a bit of that action. Meanwhile, in Nintendo land, uh, they were they had the GameCube, which was doing OK, but great system, that, though. Great. It system. Was, look, but one of the things about the GameCube was that people were treating it because you have these these sort of you know, grown up games, these these mature games on uh, PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo was for Mario and for for Yoshi and for Zelda and stuff like that. Until well, this is what I'm getting to. There was a push by Nintendo to get into the teen and M rated games. This is where part of this process was getting uh, Capcom to remake the original Resident Evil game that we brief discussed briefly last week. Uh, and another part of that was they wanted to bring Metal Gear Solid 2 to the GameCube. Well, there was some discussion because Kojima was deep into Metal Gear Solid 3. Decisions were made to basically farm out a remake of Metal Gear Solid 1 in a version of the engine of Metal Gear Solid 2 but the work itself was to be done by this third party company, Silicon Knights. Miles, do you know Silicon Knights? Yeah. Uh, Silicon Knights was not around for super long. Uh, however, nope. they they put they put a pretty big, uh, pretty big stamp on it run by Dennis Dyack, who is there's there's some lawsuits and there's some stuff with Epic <laughs> Games specifically. We're not going to get into all of that. Um, in fact, a lot of the games uh that uh you know we were most excited about we're all canceled um but the Except eternal darkness it's a great game well and it's, well there was going to be an eternal darkness too but in 2002 a, a game called eternal darkness sanity's requiem came out and this is one of the most interesting games that i think i've ever played um because what eternal darkness would do is basically a light survival horror game uh but it had something called a sanity meter and as things would happen your your player would start to your character would start to lose their sanity and then random stuff would happen in the game and it was like your your system would look like it was restarting or you would you would walk into a room and your character would just get bigger as they walked across the screen it was it was a really really interesting mechanic um mm -hmm. not a super deep game if you look at it but it was it was fun and interesting it's a it's it's a really solid game uh but uh, so the, the task fell to Silicon Knights to remake Metal Gear Solid uh, in the in, in a new engine and have it uniquely on the GameCube, which is where it still stands today. Uh, and the only way to play it is to play it on the GameCube. Um, so. 
let's talk about it because this 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 is such a weird thing to discuss because it's on one hand so good and interesting and fun and on another hand it's like it's weird i don't know so i mean first of all i mean we talk about like what we expect from remakes because you know this is not this is will not be the first the last time we get a metal gear solid remake uh konami is spearheading a looks to be artless representation of metal gear solid 3 um but with this I, I like i said i remember being excited because of this idea like they're taking one of the greatest games of all time and updating that okay i'm I'm in it's it's you know six years seven years that's a little soon but that's all right yeah this uh, but we should we didn't even say the year it, this was 2004 um yeah. this game came out in march of 2004 middle year solid three would come out in november of 2004 i don't remember these games coming out the same year um but I was I, I, I don't either. But I also never played Twin Snakes despite owning a GameCube because, oh, Metal Gear Solid 3 is out. Yeah, I um, I, uh, I oh, I I I was in college, so I whatever free time I had. We went to the same college. I was there, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you were there, but she never came to my room to play Twin Snakes. So that's true. <laughs> um, so here's the weird thing for me. One, I I find and I was talking about this with someone uh, in a friend's discord earlier today, and they kind of kind of hit the nail on the head for me is this game was just not designed for uh, the, the, the levels themselves were not designed for the Metal Gear Solid 2 playstyle. Correct. Um, this is, uh, th- this is a very common complaint about this game is that there are certain things that are just so much easier because there's one of the, one of the earliest boss fights. Actually, this is the first boss fight is you're, you're going up against this guy revolver Ocelot and he's got this dude in the center of the room strapped to this column uh, with C4 all around him and all of these trip wires. So you can't walk up because you'll break the trip wire and blow everything up. And if you try to shoot at him, because you know, in the original game, there was no aim down sights shooting in first person mode. So you would have to like hit bullets and hit them off walls to hit him. And it was, it was, you know, a tense fight, not super difficult, but it was difficult enough. Uh, but because you can aim down sights in this game, you just aim down sights and look at him and the fight is over in five seconds. It is a very, very easy fight because they didn't retool that fight really at all. And and, and this is this is where I struggle the most, because it does not feel like they really remade the game. It feels like they copied and pasted what they could to retain the game and just kind of put some makeup on it so and and add, and add a couple add a, add a couple little tricks that like honestly make the game kind of unfun to play i i i want to push back on that a little bit because there there are a few things honestly that's not the thing that makes the game uh i don't want to say unfun but maybe too easy is that in the original game you had no weapons to start with and you had to pick up every weapon that you had and the first yeah. the first weapon you pick up did not have a silencer on it so you could not just take out dudes willy-nilly you so had to calm. be very yeah the socom you had to be very careful about it well this game because metal gear solid 2 introduced the silenced uh uh dart pistol you just walk through the first area and you open a locker and it's right there and you have a silenced weapon from the very beginning of the game that you can just knock dudes out from across the map because you aim down sights and shoot them because they have the same pathing that they had in the original game. And it's at the time playing that back in Oh four, I felt good about it. Cause I felt like I was solid snake right, and I'm right, just right. taking dudes out. Like this is easy. Cause I'm solid so, snake. So let me, let me ask you this because this game is such a direct remake in terms of the actual uh, layouts and, and how everyone moves. Do you feel that way? Because, you know, even when you replay the first game, get the all the little fun stuff the the red bandana with the infinite animo and all that stuff do you think that you enjoyed it because you've already played this game so many times that like this this is really just more fun stuff for you to do with the game and, 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 and i i i think it's that like when i play middle gear solid when i'm serious about it i have to play it two times and i have to start it a third time 
And the reason for that is in the original Metal Gear Solid, there is there is a moment where you you basically choose whether you're going to have ending A or ending B. If you use ending A, then you get the bandana that gives you unlimited ammo. And if you get ending B, that gives you the stealth camouflage. You can walk around basically invisible. And once you play that game through twice, you start a third, you start a third one and you have the bandana for unlimited ammo and you've got the stealth camo and solid snake is wearing a tuxedo the entire, the entire game. That's pretty <laughs> And so that's what you have to do. You play the game to get both of those items and you have to create your save file. And then you start the third playthrough and you see him on the elevator in the tuxedo and then you quit and you know, play something else. Um, and the same is true for, for this game. Um, but in this one, it's, it's just, it's, it's weird because they have done some work like the guards react to things that they didn't react to before. Like in one of the early portions, once yeah, you're at, their AI is stronger, their, their AI is stronger. And also like walking on a panel that makes a noise, they will get, they will get, uh, you know, they'll notice that suspicious. and come in suspicious. Yeah. Similarly, you can also shoot cameras, which you can do in Metal Gear Solid 2, but you couldn't really do in Metal Gear Solid 1 with the exception of one rocket launcher that you had to waste rockets in in doing that. Um, but it, it, but this is where things also just get weird because this is and again, this is where I like a lot of this, but I also think this is really weird. So this game is not excuse me, a one-to-one -one copy of the game. They have re-recorded every single moment of dialogue from the original game. And you can tell. And you can tell because in some cases, the script is better. In some cases, the script is more descriptive and tells the story better. In other cases, it is far too wordy and far too, this is what Metal Gear fans like. This is what we're right. going to talk about. Um, they got back all of the original cast members to reprise their roles, which is really, really cool. Um, weirdly, though, a couple of characters have different accents. For example, Jennifer Hale, the, the major herself, uh, best known voice actress in video games and anime and uh, and all of that. Um, she plays the Dr. Naomi Hunter, uh, who's a very important character to 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 Metal Gear Solid. Uh, and later games in the franchise as well. Uh, she spoke with a British accent in her appearance in Metal Gear Solid and in later appearances in in the game franchise. No accent, just standard American accent in this game. Don't know why. Uh, yeah. Similarly, Kim, my guest, uh, who plays the character Mei Ling, who is sort of your Navy uh, contact, who also helps you save the game in the original game. She speaks with a very notable Chinese accent. That accent's completely Not gone, this time. <laughs> completely gone in this game. Uh, it, it's very, very odd. Natasha keeps her accent as uh, as the Russian. Um, similarly, there was a a, a performer uh, who uh, well, let me see. Where is his name? Um, Greg Eagles uh, is the performer who plays uh, the DARPA chief Donald Anderson um, in the game, who also voiced the cyborg ninja in the original game. Um, he no longer voices the cyborg ninja in this game. Uh, they actually got Rob Paulson uh, to voice the cyborg ninja, Rob Paulson, you know, Yakko Warner, Rob Paulson. <laughs> I, I would love an alternate cut where he voices the, the cyborg ninja as Yakko Warner. I, I think if, if you want to remake an auteurs game, that that that's the choice you make that you do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so when it comes to the script, some of it is is better. Some of it is just not. Some of it's weird. Um, uh, similarly, there are some other just fun things that they've done. Uh, one of them, one of the the things I liked, uh, because they add just flavor to the game. Like there is a room where you fight the cyborg ninja, and the cyborg ninja fight is maybe the the most similar but also different fight because aim down sights doesn't really help you very much in this one yeah. so you kind of have to play it the, the way you did in the original game but in the in the they've changed some of the posters around that were in like in, mm -hmm. in the in the in the background because they're because otacon it's otacon's lab and he's got like anime posters hanging up there is a gamecube sitting on one of the desks there is a little yoshi statue that you can shoot and it makes noises um it's a it's a fun time there's a versus poster for ryu Kitamura's. 
there, 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 there may be. Um, but speaking of Rieko Tamura, we have to talk about the cutscenes. Yeah, it's gave us it, that was one of the big draws for the, one of the things that they were like really hammering on. We've got these brand new cutscenes directed by this all-star like Japanese director. Um, this comes at the same year his Godzilla Final Wars film comes yeah. out. So tell tell me about this director because I don't know much about him. So um, his first his first like major like kind of cult movie that got really big is this film called Versus. And it was a film that I discovered, I think, my freshman year in college and became obsessed with this guy. Um, it's a it's a really fun movie that changes genres almost every five minutes. And um, he did a film called uh, Azumi, which is kind of a. A female warrior, kind of a Ruin Kinchin kind of style movie. It's like super hyper stylized. Um and he kept making these weird genre movies in Japan before he was given Godzilla Final Wars to make the the uh, sixth or fiftieth anniversary uh, Godzilla film, which ended the Millennium Era. And that movie is this wild best of. It's the movie where Godzilla beats up the American nineties Godzilla. Yeah, we we watched this for the show, right? Uh, yes, we did. Yeah. So te- um, technically, this game would have come out before Final Wars. Yes. I believe so. Um, uh, but he was still, he was making this at the same time. Uh, interestingly, um, he would go, later go on to direct the live action Lupin the Third movie that nobody talks about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which I, I do want to see after, after, um, after our, our, our huge thing of doing Lupin movies. And then he uh, started making movies in the States. He hated the Japanese studio system. And I think his first one was Midnight Meat Train with a, uh, one of his first, uh, feature film leading roles um bradley cooper interesting and um but yeah he 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 is just this incredible weird director um i think he's gone back to do some uh some japanese films since then because you mentioned uh loop in the third and but for the longest time he wanted he was fine uh avoiding the the japanese studio system i know he did a film for i think shutter called downrange uh that's yeah, really really good um but yeah this, this wh- when i heard that he was doing the cutscenes for metal gear style the twin snakes i was so so hyped and then you know i ended up just watching the cutscenes online and not playing the game because i was <laughs> in college and didn't have a well, game with me well let's talk about these cutscenes. so miles um when we talk about metal gear solid um mm-hmm. i i hesitate to use this word but I feel like I have to because um, when I when I think about. The first game, especially. I know it's not accurate, but the word grounded comes into my mind. In Metal Gear? Well, I mean, understand. Understand when I say that I am directly comparing it to the cutscenes in Twin Snakes. So what twin snakes does is basically turns solid snake into neo from the matrix there are bullet time effects there is a there is one in particular where snake it's a like a like a cell like a like a jail cell with a door that you can't only has a little slot in it and snake literally leaps and there's a camera above it and snake literally leaps above the door in a weird cartwheel to land on the other side of the door so that yeah. you don't trigger the camera. Well, that again, that's that's hi- wild. That's wild to me. Stylized action director is going to do hyper stylized action things, which is probably why they, they tagged him. And well, I think actually one of the shots um Kojima used uh, or a remade in Metal Gear Solid 3. There's one of the shots with him using the binoculars or something that's that's redone in 3 um well i I know they were both fans of one another so i Um, say i I say that where where it doesn't work like a lot of that stuff is like solid snake literally like jumps up and kicks himself off of a missile that is being fired at him it's just it's so wild it's so wild and it's it's so wild but it's also something that kojima would 100 percent do like a decade later it, it it it's immersion breaking for me in the moment but when you're talking about the cyborg ninja 
and the the cutscene in the first game you walk down this hallway that has a bunch of dead guys in it and a bunch of evidence that there has been something way a while that's gone on and when you play the game you find out the cyborg ninja has done some stuff well in this game you get to see the cyborg ninja laying waste to this hallway darth vader in rogue one style yeah no it's and, it's a great sequence. and and because it's the cyborg ninja who seems supernatural to begin with all that works super well and it's super cool and he cuts a bullet in half with his sword and you see it going and there are these guys are shooting at him and it looks like he's walking he's just walking forward but you see this like shadow or like this this shadow image of like he's moving the sword so fast to block all these shots that it looks like he's not moving at all. It's really cool. And it works for him. It doesn't work for Snake. So. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I have fun with it, but I, I, I get where you're coming from. I, like I said, I struggle to call anything in Metal Gear Grounded. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, under, under, understand like this is this is a franchise where literally in the latest game in the franchise, you have one of the mechanics is you knock a guy out and then you attach him to a balloon that hauls him into the sky where he's picked up by by a plane and then goes back to your base to be. Uh, it goes back to your base to be part of your team. Uh, I know this is not a, a super grounded series, but, you know. I mean, I I understand what you're saying because because I'll, I'll, to play devil's advocate with myself, despite the fact that there are you know psychomantis and weird things going on in this game, there is this very weird, grounded like late eighties, early nineties action movie vibe that the first game has. It's the, it's based off all the stuff that Kojima loves. You know, he famously tried to get, you know, Kurt Russell to voice uh, Solid Snake. Um, Kurt Russell didn't really have any interest. Um, and that's basically said as much. And with no disrespect to the game, he's like, I just. I also don't know if he, if he understood that he was not playing Snake Plissken. I don't know if anyone told him that was the case. Yeah, he, he was told he was going to play Snake and he thought he was going to play Snake Plissken in yeah, the game. And again, that's that's not on Kurt Russell. That's on whoever, you know, tried to sell him on the, on doing this job. Um, and I, I just don't think he's ever revisited the idea. And because there's a recent uh, news bite about him being asked about Metal Solid, he still answers as if he's talking about Snake Plissken. And I, I just don't think it was ever explained to him that it wasn't supposed to be Snake Plissken. And that's not Kurt Russell's fault. That's whoever told him about the gig. Um, but so there, there, there's that aspect. And so many of those those action movies have weird things that happen in them. So I, I, I kind of get you, Drew, because like if if you put these things on the path of a movie that escalates, it it kind of works. And if you already set the tone, and again, we're also talking about this is a remake. We already know the tone of this game. We already know. So yes, snake cart wheeling around is a little like okay. Um, I, again, maybe it's for me. It's because I know who's doing this. I'm super into it, but I I absolutely get why it's distracting for you because it does take away from the tone that the game is setting in its missions, and and I feel that in general with this play style, and, and a part of it is full disclosure. We're all adults here. I didn't play this on a GameCube. And so I certainly didn't play it with a GameCube controller, which, even with button mapping, a little bit of a problem. Um, well, not not just that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest because I I bought the Metal Gear Solid Collection, uh, which does not include this game on uh, on PlayStation, and mm -hmm. these games just don't control the way that I remember them controlling. I am now very used to holding down the L2 to aim down sights and hitting R2 to shoot. And that's not how this works. Yeah. That's a, that's a deck. That's what a de decade of destiny will do to you. Yeah. Well, um, not just destiny, but all, all, know, all like, other sorts of, of, of games. And it, um, and it's, it's weird. I, I went through the murder gear solid. The, the first one on my Vita, I want to say about eight or nine years ago. Um, and I, I don't remember having, I think the only time I remember having a lot of trouble was, uh, with the controls was the sniper wolf fight and freaking helicopter fight at the end um was where behind I was D. The control. 
<laughs> to what? A hind D. A hind D, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, this game is thing. incredibly quotable. I could, I could yes, just... You no, know, it, it is. Well, it's also the delivery. Yeah. And, like, I mean, again, I played this game when it came out. I mean, this, this game had such an impact on the way that I saw what games could be as pieces of art, as something other than i mean we always knew it was there you had your final fantasy games you had you had your rpgs but seeing someone take something else and make a legitimate statement with it like and the fact that like because kojima loves cinema so much the, that he makes the opening feel like you're playing the opening of a film when you're when you're going under the the pipe and like you just see like the credits pop up as you're playing as, and, and- i mean and that stuff is even more impactful here than it was in the original game. It, it's it is it, it's it is pretty. I'll give it that. It is pretty good here. I mean, it, it's that's borrowing it a lot. Of, that's borrowing a lot from Metal Gear Solid Two, where you know that's not new in the franchise, but it is new right. to this version of the game. But I remember playing the demo for the for Metal Gear Solid and and walking through that and thinking that like I remember exactly where I was and thinking like oh things have changed. Well, my, well, and not just that, but this game also forces you to play at its own at its pace more than your pace, because uh, I want I want to call you out on something. And I can't remember if we talked about it on air or off air when you started playing this game and you couldn't figure out how to get on the elevator. Yeah, at the I, I, I completely forgot about about having to wait for the yeah, elevator. <laughs> yeah, the very beginning of the game, like you have you have to wait for the elevator and you get to the end and you just kind of have to stand there and hide. And that's part of the game teaching you how to play the game, which is like it's mm-hmm. it's it's fun. It's no, interesting. It's, it's very cool. Um, going back to Twin Snakes specifically, uh, a couple of things. They did update the the Psychomantis memory card scene uh, instead of Castlevania and 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 other and Suikoden and other games. Uh, I see you played Super Smash Brothers and Eternal Darkness <laughs> and Super yeah. Mario Sunshine. You know, basically the the uh, the, the the GameCube games, the GameCube games. Also, oh, you br- you bring up Suikoden before you bring up Silent Hill. How dare you? Well, I, it's not on the list that I'm looking at here. Well, Silent I Hill. Know, I know. I guess Silent Hill would have been one of the ones from. I, it, for me, it always said, "I see you like Castlevania." <laughs> That was the one I always got. Uh, I I got I didn't get I don't remember which one I got. There's uh, I can never find a full list of these games. I can always find blah 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 and others. <laughs> so it's like you know whatever. Um. So yeah, Twin Snakes is weird. It's really weird, and it's kind of good, but it's also kind of odd and not good. But mostly, I think it's fine. Well, and that's the problem is at best, it's fine for me. Um, Again, I I wouldn't mind playing this on a GameCube or if they would re-release this uh, with some updated controllers or something. Because I I mean, again, I I like the idea. Also, uh, I have a Steam Dock and and throwing this on a Steam Dock on a 16-inch TV, it looks like hot garbage. (laughs) Um, But... I like the idea, but at the same time, I think it also shows there are some there are some games and some creators games where without the right team, a, a remake just doesn't work, which is why I mean, I'm typically a pretty optimistic person, but I have zero faith in this new Metal Gear Solid 3 Delta. Nonsense. Yeah, I, I was really into it when they announced it because I Metal Gear Solid 3 is in my theory. It's great. Well, it, Metal Gear Solid 3 is my favorite game in the franchise. I love Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, I think it tells the most coherent story after one, um, but it just it's got a cool style to it. The the yeah. James Bond snake eater theme song is fan fantastic found her and she of course i did people loved her music so much i'm, I'm pretty was... sure i shared that article with you uh because i love you might, you might have but like I, oh man that that just melts your heart because <laughs> I, I every time that because i've added because that song is available on streaming and i added it of course to my library so it's a, ra- a good song randomly it'll just start playing and my kids will be like dad what are you listening to and i'm like Someday you feed on a tree frog, you know, just like <laughs> love that song. Um, it's good. It's really good. But then the, 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 
the the demo like the trailer the trailer with the actual gameplay came out and it just felt lifeless and if yeah. there's if there's anything that i can say about sna- twin snakes is that at least it doesn't feel like that it, no it doesn't it, it still feels like a pale imitation of the metal gear experience for me because because kojima was not directly involved and and may have put his final stamp on it but you know there's like you can feel when something is directed slightly mm-hmm. differently like it, quote in the style of you know like that like right like a weird cover song that's pretty good technically it's very sound like there are yeah. cover there are cover songs that you listen to that are like this person can sing really well they are playing the instruments involved to the best of their ability but something about it just doesn't have that spark that the original has. And that's, it's very hard to describe what that spark is. I am so, it's a perfect analogy because I was having a conversation with uh, my friend, his wife the other day. Oh, she's my friend too. My friends the other day. And we were talking about cover songs and we were talking about the idea that like, if you're going to cover a song in earnest, not just to like, you know, liven up a show or do something for charity or for fun, that you make it your own. And often try it maybe in a different genre or something, but you make it your own. And this is the problem with a remake of something like this: is like there's no there's no individual effort here to make it individual. It it is still an attempt to remake Metal Gear Solid as you remember, but like slightly shinier. And even with Kitamura's cutscenes, which are really cool, like, but again, I'm 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 a fan of his. It still feels like I think you put it perfectly, like an like an okay cover song, like. I like it. It's fine to some degree, but nine times out of 10, I just, I'd rather just play Metal Gear Solid. And like, I think, and, and I wonder if that's why that game is the one that keeps getting re-released. Now, I don't know whether there is some like exclusivity with either Nintendo or, or Silicon Knights or something that has kept twin snakes locked into that. Silicon Knights having the fate they did. <laughs> We're like, their games had to be actively destroyed after a lawsuit because it used someone else's engine. Yeah, was that um, oh, was that too human that had to, that that too happened human to? And X Men Destiny, I think. X Men Destiny was years later though, so I don't know. It, it's it's part of the suit, I think. I don't know. I'd like, have to. I I I I I I, only, I barely remember so, what happened, but. Uh. So on. Okay. Here on May thirtieth, uh, twenty twelve, Silicon Knights lost a lawsuit against Epic Games concerning the use of Epic's Unreal Engine. As a result, Silicon Knights was forced to pay Epic more than nine million dollars, recall and destroy all copies of Two Human and X Men Destiny, and destroy the code for the three previously unannounced titles: uh, The Sandman, The Box, and Siren of the Maelstrom. Jeez. Absolutely wild. <laughs> absolutely wild there's a stick up and then there's a murder <laughs> and that's a murder and i don't think i don't think dennis dyak's worked in games since oh i i i, I wouldn't imagine so <laughs> um so i asked you this question last week and oh, no, he, he did but um uh, it, it was a kickstarter that never got off the ground um and we kind of had a, a, a back and forth about it but all right we're two weeks into this remake roundup what are you looking for in a remake? Because now we've gotten something that that does like try to like just copy the game, but make it prettier. And we've had something that takes everything that you loved about it, modernizes it perfectly, and makes it one of my favorite remakes of all time. What's the perfect balance there? I wish I had a better answer for you. Because... I look at this and again, on paper, everything about this is better. In execution, it it just gets almost there, but doesn't quite cross the finish line. Which, I mean, you know, a lot of people you love to like, you know, go back and forth on the authorship of, of video games, especially Kojima's games, because he's one of the few video game directors that I would say more people than not know, even people outside of being fans of games know the name, Um, which is a huge feat. Um, And people are always quick to be like, Hey, there's other creators involved. Are the artists involved? Absolutely. But 
I think this also does kind of give credence the argument that, but this isn't directed by Hideo Kojima anyway. Like, I mean, it feels like it's not directed by Hideo Kojima. You know? Yeah. Like, like it's, it, not, it's not a case where, like, uh, Michael Haneke directed a remake, his own remake of Funny Games. In, uh, his original German film, he directed it in English, shot for shot. Um, basically the same movie. And his stamp is on both of those movies, as opposed to another director. But here, even though they're 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 copying all the Kojima stuff, it doesn't doesn't feel like it has this touch. And and you know, maybe is that because it's Kojima? And I say that because like when you talk about Resident Evil 2 last week, like I know uh the Resident Evil 2 Resident Evil creator. Um his name is escaping me right now. Um um anyway, but I don't know that person's work well enough to be like, oh, that's that's a uh a, a, a so-and-so-ism. This is this is their unique mark on this. Um and maybe it's just because that was the type of game that Resident Evil 2 was and Metal Gear Solid is just this whole other thing that if Metal Gear Solid hadn't been so hadn't had that, you know, Kojima quality to it, that would we be as critical about something trying to emulate that quality? Well, and I think I think this is this is a larger question about a larger thing to do about Kojima is is his authorship or at least his stamp on a game like I'm even answering my own question. Yes, because like there are games that like when I play Zone of Zone of the Enders, it is still very much a Kojima game. Like, absolutely. It's him having fun in this space. And when you play Death so Stranding, it is a Kojima game. And, and, and it's probably the most Kojima game. And, yep. until the trailer I saw the new one where I was like, oh no, he's just he's just oh. out Kojiming himself. Yeah. Um, and it's not that there's the other uh, there's not other directors whose work isn't recognizable. Suda fifty one, I can tell a Suda fifty one game. Sure. Um, and so it's it's not because it's a Kojima game. I think it's because they're remaking a Kojima game, a game that has a voice, a game well, that. Well, has... well, yeah. Let, let, let me rephrase. It's not that it's Kojima, but that it's you. It's a strong voice behind the scenes controlling things. Whether that be Kojima right. or whether that be um, uh, Suda Fifty One or whether that be uh, Concerned Ape, <laughs> if you want right. to talk about uh, no, Stardew I mean, no, Valley, it's a, it's a great example. Um, because for for me, like Resident Evil Two, because um, I, I know that uh, it was directed by uh, Hideaki. Kamiya. Oh no! No. Oh, you're um, talking about two, uh, two, two remake. The original two director, he would go on to do Devil May Cry, Beautiful Joe, uh, Bayonetta, Okami. All of those have a very specific style. But really, I would say his style really starts to develop me after, develop, after Devil May Cry. Like Beautiful Joe, Okami, Bayonetta, The Wonderful 101, those all feel like this, this was all created by the same person. Um, the, the remake of two, I I don't know who did that one, but if you go back to Resident Evil 2, having played the other games that uh, uh, Kamiya puts out, it there's a flair there. I mean, Leon Kennedy's entire design is there. You turn yeah. his hair gray and put a trench coat on him. Oh, there's Dante. <laughs> like, well, I mean, we... Dude, we, dude has a type. Da, uh, I mean... Devil May Cry started as a Resident Evil game. We could. Yes. Honestly, we could weirdly talk. We could do an entire month on games that started as one franchise and then became spinoffs. Um, 100%. Um, uh, we're not going to talk about that anymore because we're going to message each other that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it, it it's tough because like. I don't want to I don't I don't want to speak ill of anyone involved because I don't really know a lot of the the creators involved in the siliconite stuff um i have known their work i have known for the most part it has been found wanting um so there there is that this is probably the most positively received 
thing that they've put out other than Eternal uh, Darkness, and this is probably a better received than Eternal Darkness. Uh, probably. Um, I mean, they did. They did. Uh, they did. Um, the uh, what, too human. <laughs> too human. Yeah, Silicon Knights did too human. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Detroit Too Human, which is not Silicon Knights. Uh, or no, that's Detroit the Become Detroit, Human. Uh, become Human. Okay. No, I was gonna say they did a Legacy of Kane. That's game. um. Oh, what's his name? Cage. Yeah. Another uh, another auteur who has uh, troubling. Someone who very much <laughs> wants to be an auteur and yeah. then just uh, <laughs> Clinic Dream. Uh, future Star Wars game makers. Yeah. Um. But. It's just going back to the idea for this one is that there is a specific mind, and and I think that part of it was like even then, like I didn't know Kanye's name until way down the line, but I think even on the box of the first game, it's a Hideo Kojima game. Uh probably. <laughs> uh like, no, it not on not on at least the U.S. version. Um, is it not? No, Metal Gear Solid Two says says it. It, it. it must. It could have been that. But like, I I do remember like his his was probably the first name. Well, no, the the first name associated with video games I ever probably memorized was um, Yamatsu. Oh, Yamatsu, really? Oh, uh, just because I got super into game scores. Um, and what the the Final Fantasy stuff. And all, like in the early 2000s, yes, I learned Miyamoto's like name and everything like that. But like for me, like Final Fantasy stuff kind of took over, and I mean, it's, no one was making mu- amazing music like that. I mean, I I I I, I believe that I have called Uematsu the John Williams of video game soundtracks, or at least of of JRPG soundtracks. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna take that back. I feel like that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. There, there, there is a little bit of that, and I mean, it's like when you do a decent remake of like a film directed by Alfred Hitchcock. It's probably fine. It's missing something. Yeah, and there's that, a and there's a where there's, I stand here. It's it's just, it's missing something. And 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 and, 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 and to be that. fair, that's that that is you know not every remake is going to have that because not every original game has that. So. Mm-hmm. And some no. some remakes have it in spades more than the original game did. Uh, so that's uh, yeah. that's that's another that's another whole thing that we might discuss at some point this month. Um, let's let's do final thoughts. Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. Fine. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Um, I, I, I think if you were really wanting to experience it, GameCubes are really not the least uh, most expensive thing retro gaming wise to find anymore. I don't even think copies of this game are astronomical. Um, do it that way. Um, it is, a, it is one, it is a, 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 an interesting microcosm only because it is so difficult to get your hands on it and play it. Weirdly, it's not the only metal gear game that is difficult to get your hands on and play uh, metal gear solid uh, four is in a similar situation stuck on the uh playstation 3 right right now. and 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 that's that's the biggest problem is because it hasn't been i know you can map your controllers and stuff but still like without intuitive controls and without playing it on the gamecube it it does suffer um not everything is a one-to-one when you're playing some of these games i have i've played plenty of gamecube games i was playing mario sunshine no problem but yeah, this this one's this one this one hurts a little bit more. So yeah, um there's there's that barrier to entry. And then just as a remake, it's it hits some interesting notes. It stumbles more than it doesn't. Um it's generally perfectly fine, but if you're gonna experience Mergur Solid, look, I know the shiny new toys might sound good, but in this case, just play Metal Gear Solid. It's available. And and it's available shockingly and, so. Yeah. Like <laughs> It's been available. You could you could have gotten it on uh, good old games for years now. Um, yeah, I, I, it, I. In this day and age, I can't believe I can say that. <laughs> yeah, because most of the time I can't. Exactly. Uh, so with that said, gang, that's where we're going to wrap. What, up. what are your final thoughts? Oh, uh, I was disagreeing with you because I don't think oh, I have anything. I don't think I have anything uh, interesting I like to that add. Better. Yeah. 
I'm I'm remaking you should do your, this more often. I'm remaking your final thoughts. Um <laughs> I I it, listeners, you didn't see because this is an audio podcast, but I did a cartwheel flip around the, the camera. He did. Um it was a little awkward on the dismount, but uh not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this game is this game is fine. Honestly, I would love to see it brought to in a collection, uh just to kind of just to see yeah, yeah just to see yeah no, just, just to, to see, see it properly. I, I i would agree with that um uh but with that said gang we are going to talk about what we're doing next week uh next week we are getting moving away from 1998 and we are moving backwards in time to 1993 and we are going to get ready to look up down left and right we're going to move forward with our arrow keys and jump and fire with the space bar as we talk about iddqd iddqd and idkfa because we're going to talk about 1993's doom and 2016's doom yeah doom um so i'm I'm excited to give this one another shot i I was a little uh, i Here's the thing is I'm I've I've become less and less of a first person shooter person despite the fact that I've been playing uh, Destiny religiously for a decade. Um but when this game came out, because the problem with Destiny is every shooter feels terrible to me after the fact. Um I, I would I shrugged my shoulders at this one a little bit more, and so I'm looking forward to revisit it because like everyone I know, and surprisingly, Drew one of them like has always told me like you really get, need to get this game on a shot it, yeah and well, so we're, we're, i'm i'm looking forward to doing it because like on like on paper this game sounds like it's a it's a mild game it's really metal it's really over the top it's really stupid and those are all things that i really love some people may call it a boomer shooter but that doesn't bother me in the slightest. So that's going to be next week. We're going to talk about Doom. Uh, in the meantime, gang, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at themoreunerd.com where you can find this and every other episode we have ever done over these last 12 years. Man, we've been doing this a long time. You can also tweet to us at themoreunerd, facebook.com slash themoreunerd, blue sky at the more you nerd and of course you can always email us the more you nerd at gmail.com that's the more you nerd at gmail.com you can also check out cosmiccrit.com and cosmiccrit.com is our actual play podcast uh, podcast for the starfinder game from paizo uh, but at cosmiccrit.com you can also join our discord uh where you can find me and miles talking pretty much all day because we're bored at work Uh, So that's where we're going to end things here, gang. And now we are going to end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd out. Too nerd for y'all.